It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Hello there. And no one else, because Josh Brown's got the vid. He's got the video. He's the video killed the Josh Brown star. Man's recovering, and we send him the absolute best thoughts and well wishes. And you should be, you should be back on by next week's podcast. But just sending all the love, aren't we, Ben Roy? Yeah, sending all the love and hoping that he binges everything he's been missing out on and hopefully he finishes <laughs> Mad Men soon. Um, in a wider sense though, um, the gaming industry, obviously a massive a couple of weeks for news. There was the whole Xbox uh, Activision acquisition the last few weeks and now the biggest thing is Sony's acquisition of Bungie, um, which we're just going to talk about what it means in, in the widest sense possible about the general predictions for the future of the industry, where things are at right now and just, I kind of want to just pass it over to you and we'll see where we go. Um, what do you think Sony's plan is with this? What do you think they were thinking when they bought Bungie? Because at the time I remember um, I sent it to like the group chat that we have. I think we talked about it in there. And I remember Josh thinking that it was an insane get because he just thought that, you know, they did Halo, all those main creatives left, then they did Destiny, and that's kind of it. But where do you sit on it? it? I would think it was an insane get if we had, a, well, say we as like the royal we, not like yes. me as in me I'm you. Sony. Uh, <laughs> like is if we got something like more exclusive out of it, like I, mm. I know there's this thing about consolidation and is it bad is it good like i think it can both but mm. i don't like spending three point um six billion yeah. on a company where you're essentially not going to get anything exclusive and you're gonna have a guarantee basically you're guaranteed to get phil spencer's favorite game and like <laughs> not miss out on that but at the same time, it's hard to just look on a side of like, what are we gonna get when when literally uh, Xbox just got Call of Duty and like Crash Panic and all that. But then I get that there's been Bungie's been in a, a state for for a few years where they've been like you know going through this the service model and yes. seeing how games can keep living on, and they have mm-hmm. that knowledge. They've um they've got the bruises over the years. They've dealt with all these different like aspects that Sony kind of gave up on even doing anything multiplayer centric once they sort of like bad bagged call of duty right destruction all stars their... absolute mess yeah oh that piece of crap and they <laughs> went to their their a method which i prefer uh-huh. of that the third person sort of like uh, last narrative narrative based thing but then also as someone who plays a lot of stuff online with friends like i'm interested in this but I, at the same time as i close this ramble and hand it back to you i don't know <laughs> if it's Unless the next game that they've got in the the works is 
literally liquid gold if it's just got jim ryan so excited then fair play (laughs) but for just for just right now just Bungie's knowledge and destiny uh-huh. i don't know if it's i don't know if it's there it's a weird feeling isn't it because like when we when everything broke with the activision thing we would we found that out live and we were all just a general mix of like bewilderment and oh my god and what's the best possible thing that can come from it and it's ridiculous that they threw 70 billion dollars at call of duty and everything else this one it feels like a lot smaller i know it's Bungie, obviously it's halo but it feels like a more considered acquisition it's not just this big bulky thing that microsoft do where they sort of just put their arms around a whole bunch of different games and ips and drag them all <laughs> yeah. in um, this feels more like a calculated thing. And I saw VGC uh, Video Game Chronicle reveal this morning that um, a third of that entire acquisition fee is going back into the company. They're calling it employee retention. Um, they're all gonna they're gonna be offered different raises. They're gonna be offered different reasons to stick around when the when the deal closes. Um, it seems like it is this investment into Bungie overall, which is what Pete Parsons was saying when the deal got announced. That it's like it is to strengthen them as an independent studio, which is interesting because on the Bethesda side, on the Microsoft side, when they acquired Bethesda, it was always the conversation around exclusivity. And it took them months before they finally said, okay, yes, everything will be um, exclusive to platforms where Game Pass exists, i.e. Xbox exclusives. So what do you think of like where, how Bungie will operate going forward? Do you believe the exclusive side of it? Because for me, I just, I just think you get the guys that made Halo and Destiny, you at some point get them to do a first person shooter that's exclusive to PlayStation or some sort of exclusive, because that's why you spend the money well if i was like the full-on businessman then i'll be i'd be lord business in business making <laughs> business happen and making all the Johnny coins business. for for everyone to sort of fall down and i want to be buried with my money but having <laughs> um listened to uh a few shows over the past few weeks and one person in particular keeps popping up he's called hoglaw he's oh, an yeah. acquisitions lawyer he just I seem to be learning all my knowledge of him. Yes. And Rick Hogan, that dude's blowing up quite considerably. Quoting Rick Hogan there, like he's never heard of a deal like this before where mm. they where a company gets 100% autonomy. autonomy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think like me and my brief little knowledge of like just hearing acquisition stuff around the world, like this just seems weird that you've bought a company, but they are just, you've bought basically. It's going to still stay there. <laughs> They're just they're just living in. Imagine this is like say a mansion. They're just living in your mansion somewhere. <laughs> they they're not paying rent. They they're going to keep doing what they're doing, and you're mm-hmm. just going to leave them alone. You don't. You got to knock in their door several times before you can come in. Uh, you can't <laughs> you nod you at each other every now and then. You don't have any parameters on their pets. Their cats can go wherever they want. All these sort of <laughs> things like they they their dogs sit on your sofa, and you've got no choice in the matter. <laughs> um, it just seems like such a weird deal, especially. Mm-hmm for the sony's first big big deal and you're, it's, it's always funny you look back at, like, that was a lot smaller it's nothing compared oh, to what yeah. feels now is it like it's like what quarter of a billion that deal that's, compared the, like, that's to... one really quick thing to drop in is that they yeah. bought insomniac for like 233 million it was something like that it was really small yeah. amount 230 something million um, and obviously they got Spider-Man out of that alongside everything else that Insomniac do. And then this one, it's 3.6 billion and it's not even close to acquiring stuff. It's not like they bought Destiny or anything. Just a, just an insane sign of the times or a sign of how, how much things change. Yeah, it seems like um, patchwork almost like because, you mm. know, when they bought, um, what was the uh, company they bought to help them get pierced now? It was Geico, wasn't it? Geico, yeah, Geico tech, uh, the streaming Geico. stuff. And they used that to 
propel them forward into the PlayStation Now stuff when you thought at the time that they were thinking far ahead and they, it's still not come to fruition like fully mm-hmm. since we um, enter whatever we're going to go come to now with Spartacus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm confused, right? Unless you're getting like <laughs> some sort of exclusive thing out of them or uh, literally if it is like, a, well, we need to buy something because Microsoft has been buying up all these things and they... Mm-hmm can lock it off forever and we need a shooter along this box because this box will not have a shooter it won't it won't have well, anything of circumstance after a couple of years mm-hmm. well that's the thing and- so well, let's let's pivot or at least bring in some uh, some of the wider stuff that jim ryan's been saying because um some of the stuff that's come out about the deal itself alana pierce pointed out that as far as she knew um you know the team had said sunny santa monica didn't know about the deal but she mentioned the fact that you know they largely acquired um bungie because of their live service technology because of just how pristine their live service stuff is and that is the case like you play destiny like uh, like i remember playing those things at midnight and it was like one of the only games that was stable at midnight and it feels like bungie have such a handle on netcode like they're so far ahead of everyone else and jim ryan has said that they will have 11 live service games uh, in the next few years so whether they're whether last of us factions now becomes this live service free to play whatever it is thing and whether the rumored horizon multiplayer game becomes that thing and um, that seems to be the main reason they acquired them so i guess they don't mind giving a third of the money back into back into the company and letting them do stuff on the side because they've literally just paid ostensibly two billion for <laughs> some really shiny fancy netcode yeah, and it's weird, like with the live service, because you don't know exactly. Like, it's such a vague. It, it, like, mm. it, it doesn't. It, it could be. It could be horrible, and you could hearken to like uh, the worst thing ever. Like, Jim's <laughs> gonna get seventeen Candy Crushes on PlayStation, and that's uh-huh. all they're gonna do from now on. Or it could be, as you said, like The Last of Us, where I've seen people um, be concerned that that new game the new online thing is going to be full of market transactions right. when if you look at the original last of us online it was anyway it had all the mm. skins and uh anything you can think of in there and like you know you could wear a, a funky clown mask that's why they went into a halloween shop in left behind because all of that stuff was just cosmetic uh dlc in the multiplayer if you think about it like that mm-hmm. but yeah um it's how many live services did they say they wanted again? Eleven in total. So, yeah, so I mean, like, if this remember, like, it, again, like, we don't uh, unless it's we don't know how far deep it goes. Like, remember the time when everything had a multiplayer? Remember, oh like, yeah, oh, yeah, Bi- yeah. Bi- Bioshock. Bioshock Two's got a multiplayer, like, and <laughs> we're just gonna. You might play that for three matches. Singularity multiplayer. That's probably banging, but <laughs> yeah. I never touched it. Arkham Origins got a multiplayer as well. The reason why some of these games cannot be platinum is because so many of them just have dead online modes, <laughs> and they never, they never get fully populated. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the, the big uh, gold rush to get in and out sort of thing. But yeah, Destiny on the other hand, it's like a game that you can sort of live in. But then I'm scared. I wouldn't want all these. Uh, Destiny is a game I. I classes a, a game is a games is a job. Yes, where lit- yeah, like, literally. Yeah. You've got um some other people that I, I like to follow in the industry, like like they do go in and they do their destiny homework and then mm-hmm. they they're done sort of thing. Like I like a more of a you had that with years for a while, I think, where you were like doing your dailies and keeping up with I them. did I did every battle pass for like three years and then right. they finished now. Whereas like with Halo, I, I vowed not to do that. And I have the battle pass, but I don't look at any of the challenges and I just incrementally just get up as it is anyway. And I'm just like, I'm not making an, another game as a job as much as I did enjoy mm-hmm. playing Gears. But with like um, with like a Destiny 2, like um, to, for example, Phil Spencer's favorite game as it's been announced recently, <laughs> he has f- 50 days in Destiny 2. Right, it's okay. In game oh, yeah, time. so 
And like you imagine, like that's a very busy human. So think of like mm. other people that are even more like the younger generation that are playing games, or people that literally they, they'll clock off when they finish from work and they're not going to be pulled into meetings mm. Christmas Eve to buy companies for <laughs> almost $70 billion and sort of things. It's just like, that's the scale of these sort of games where you, mm. and they're also in a sense, why I like to use multiplayer for sometimes is glorified chat room. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you'll be wondering why I'm playing Rain- rainbow six extraction. It's because I'm talking to my friends and then getting the angry are. at this game before I delete it forever. So I, I, I would like, I would hope that these, uh these live services scale from what they are but i'd also be i don't think they're gonna go full whole hog and i think jim being uh lord business money man has realized that we need some of this microtransaction money that we've been skimping off for years and just probably look at how much halo infinite's made since it launched the thing that's that's yeah that's the thing the thing that's interesting is the idea of like live service stuff pivoting from third-party exclusives or third-party productions to first-party exclusives like halo infinite is very much a a content plan unraveling over time and some of that is because of the messy as hell production feels like whatever they can just finalize any given week is then rolled into the the live version of the game but i feel like if you start embracing that on the first party side and everything becomes this thing you have to check in on every week every month or every day um then for me it's exactly what you said it's games as a job and like i don't know about you but i i can only really handle like one or two of those games like it's not like like yeah. 11 is a hell of a lot if they start applying the um the first party portfolio to the 11 live service games and a lot of them we already know are coming like last of us um twisted metal is very much coming um there's the, like i said there's the rumored horizon stuff if they put that much importance on these live service things and you've got dailies for all of them every day like they're going to fall into the same pitfalls that all the third parties did and the reason that that model became so exhausting across the 2010s maybe um i mean gran turismo you got a bet is yeah, in yeah. that uh, as well oh pardon me maybe uh, it's, as long as it's varied and as long as it's different like at the same time i was upset there wasn't a uh, multiplayer mode with the last of us too because i enjoyed right. the multiplayer mode in the last of us so much it was gears but with uh tins uh bean tins of beans full of nails and you just <laughs> shank your facebook friends list yeah, that, that Facebook Friends was one of the best implementations of... It's probably the best implementation of Facebook in anything ever <laughs> in the history of our planet. Yeah. It will ever be. I don't know um, if they will ever do that again, but like literally populate enemies in games with my actual friends, and it's pretty good. An ex-girlfriend has now joined your clan, and like, oh, well... <laughs> This is now this is awkward, but no beans little, for you. They're just little dots on the map. <laughs> but um, it's... It, who... I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be offended or angry if, like, with Red Dead 2, as flat flat as that was, or like mm. a Grand Theft Auto, the Horizon world allows you to uh, ramble about with people and they do bits and bobs in there. Mm. But as long as the fear is, as long as everything, everything doesn't turn into a GTA 5 as well, where it's kind mm. of like, uh, no. Well, that's all are. that studio does now. We're here forever now. Yeah. Forever. I mean, like, <laughs> games, of course, companies make their big money on the games, but then they want to make more money. And we, at the same time, we don't want to feel sorry for them. For, mm. But also, they want to build up and get more and more. So if the game lasts five years or so, like, imagine if Horizon had this, like, multiplayer mode where you can go in and uh, you went to someone with metal uh, in in their face i I can't remember some of the characters names and they were like can you go and get that that tall lad 
and climb him and then bring yes. him back here sort of thing like that or <laughs> I, and i never was offended by games having horde modes in either like just the horde mode boom of like yeah. 2008 was brilliant that sort of broke away that sort of like cut a hole in i felt like the call of duty business for a while until they were like we just have zombies then yeah but um as long as it's varied and as long as it's not all the same and as long as it doesn't make it so i know these games already like, how long is horizon and god of war but it, i mean it's, i say how long is if i'm like i put my foot down and i'm angry and i'm annoyed but at the same time we look at something like gears five is going to be going for like maybe six years before we get gear six mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we should talk about just i'm gonna i want to bring go back to this stuff the specifics of like what can potentially come from bungie but we should talk about the wider uh plan like the wider sort of like industry face-off stuff because i feel to make a comparison like you, you've got like microsoft acquiring so much stuff throwing so much money at so many different ips and um, they remind me a lot of disney plus where they're just sort of other disney in general just sort of like we're going to acquire so much stuff and that's the service that you're paying for you're paying for sheer bulk of stuff and you might not watch even 10% of it but you're getting all of it that's your value for money and I feel like the opposite side of that is what Sony's doing which are more careful acquisitions or more careful planning and they're doubling down or it feels like they're doubling down on the PlayStation Studios stuff like that logo is now in front of everything like it was in front of MLB when MLB the show went onto Xbox um, and they're out there talking about uh, this in conjunction with the Bungie deal saying that they're moving into that stuff going forward and uh, so you have that sort of wider brand ethos thing of like what if PlayStation becomes this almost Marvel-like entity uh, where they're crossing over at TV and movies and obviously Uncharted's about to launch, even though no one really cares about it. But there's also Last of Us, there's Ghost of Tsushima, and there's a Horizon uh, movie uh, in the works as well. And so what do you think about like the where both companies are at in terms of like trying to, what the generation's going to look like for them? Like which one uh, appeals to you more? I can't wait to see um, who Tom Holland plays in all of these movies that Sony <laughs> putting out because um, he's the ghost Sony, and ghost of Sushima. Sony can't make a, pro, uh, like a a movie or anything anymore without Tom Holland being <laughs> the lead, right? Uh -huh. But also, like you say, all these things, I feel like one of the wider questions is like, what if Sony just get bought themselves? Because like they they've got to be smarter <laughs> because they're like, have you ever played the game so Agario? Uh, which one? Agario. It was like no. a, it's a browser game where you're this. You start off as this little blob, uh -huh. and you're going around trying to absorb other little blobs. Right. And all these blobs are real people trying to escape you, and as you're consuming each other, and then you, as you're having this like you're trying to consume someone else, and then there's this giant blob that will take up the whole screen if you go near it, and it will just launch itself at you and consume you. And that's, that's kind so of what Sony's um, sort of navigating all these little blobs as Microsoft is there. And uh, you got to think like if Phil is at the point, I feel I say Phil, but like Microsoft could just, dest they could just be like gobble, gobble your mind and destroy. Maybe. They could just, dis they could just pull the, the button and destroy. That would become uh, like a huge like, war, shareholder Sony, if they wanted to. But then obviously at the same time, there's these other giant blobs that float around. Uh, it's called like Tencent and other things like that. Mm. Like, just sort of like Embracing. also floating. The Embracer Group is at is legit. Has if you look how many <laughs> studios they have, yeah. they've absorbed all the little. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. 
Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Straggling blobs over the years when you thought THQ was good. And then they split themselves off too much. And then they got just overwhelmed, man. If anyone's played the Gario, you should go and play it because it's fun. But I feel like at the same time, it's exactly what's happening. Sony had to skirt around. They have to be smart with their money because they don't have as much money. And um, I, all these companies need to spend their money. Well, they, I say need. But in the terms of that, I'm not saying I'm promoting they should spend their money. They mm-hmm. need to in the, temp- in the sense that their money's just getting is just depreciating in value, and that's the horrible thing of um, uh, what is it? Inflation. It's just like money mm-hmm. just becomes less and less worth. So, but if you put well, so your that's money, the thing. like, do you, do you think things. of them, you know, leaning on like so many because they they're very much banking on these things being the pillars of the PlayStation brand. Like they're expanding what they are now, sort of safer bets, like to to then yeah. expand them out. Like, um, do you think that's enough to sort of stave off? Like, I mean, I I would be amazed. It would be weirdly hilarious if microsoft bought sony just to end the whole thing and they become the next sega or something but that's the thing stranger things have happened sega became you know dream from dreamcast to just another third party publisher but um yeah what do you think of the the playstation studios approach that idea of like games are just one third of what they're doing that they're also doing tvs and movies just as much uh i i and i'll put this professionally i um <laughs> i'm ignore, i'm ignoring the other stuff because it right. doesn't it doesn't really sort of like apart from the, the last for sure. I should say you're excited for Last of Us. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just like it's off in the distance. Like mm. my focus in Sony is games. I don't really, I don't need uh, the, the the reason why I'm excited for this Last of Us thing is because I don't see it as a Sony thing. It's a HBO thing, 
a HBO approved as as much as sometimes like you get might get the odd bad episode of things here and there. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, I just I, I'm trying not to be rude. It's just like it can be there, <laughs> and like I've I've delved into a few like you know things like some of the the Halo books and the Gears books over the years. But mm-hmm. when I'm in there for games, right, I'm in there for games. Yes, and there's only the one or two things that I even remotely care about being transitioned over and i get that you can transition them over and you'll get more eyeballs on that thing than you ever would in games because there's always going to be um well for now there's always going to be this range of people that are never going to touch games and will more likely watch a thing and that that thing can be syndicated or however or sit on a streaming service for the the end of time the thing that's interesting with this whole like approach is that i can point to like two things that tried this before like quantum break tried to be a game and a tv show so the tv show was inside the game but that was back when the the, you know xbox doing the whole connect thing and trying to embrace the living room and whatever but it's like if you're if you're playstation studios you're maybe you know you're trying to plan out how this stuff could go do you start telling stories that you fundamentally need to watch the tv show and watch the movie and then play the game to make it all come together and do things start becoming that or is the movie or the tv show just a duplicate of whatever was in the game like uncharted is very much a duplicate of um especially uncharted 3 and it's like that's the thing is last of us just going to retell the last i mean i guess it will do because it's joel and ellie it's not other characters so i kind of wonder what their approach is with that whether they bank on like set pieces and you know idea storytelling things that have already been done or whether they try and do um multi-part stories that take place across different mediums like quantum break did or like defiance did because that thing completely failed I don't think it's ever really going to work like that. Just for the same, unless say like um, when we get to this point when like TV shows are almost entirely made in like Unreal or something. Mm-hmm. But um, it just having been like being in some of the sides of it, it just it just it's always different like flows to how it goes, and you would have to look up like as big as Sony are, they would still have to upend a big part of like say an industry like the TV or film stuff to like carve a thing their own slot in there where they can get things produced. But then like. At the same time, it's a it's, it takes it's a lot quicker to make a show or a movie in some respects than it is mm-hmm. uh, a game. And the only time this has ever really really worked was with Dead Space, where they had comics, they had novels, they had the games, and then they had the animated films because True. I guess the animated films were easier to sort of get through. I just don't, I don't you don't want to be when it's all jumping around like that. I I, just, I feel like you should keep games and movies separate in some respect unless Mm. it was a movie game where you the scene cut there but what if john went around the corner and john spartan (laughs) went around the corner and shot a few people with ak-47s instead Uh of shooting people with needlers you know what i mean well that that Um, cross-medium approach like it's just because right now i don't think it's working on disney's part i don't think people care about the marvel tv shows or the star wars tv shows anywhere near as much as the movies anywhere near as much as the original thing you know I would say that's a bit different because it's TV yes. and film. Like I, I don't see that ever really in any significant way intersecting unless there were, unless you you literally rejiggered how a lot of these pipelines work. Mm. And, and at the same time- I guess I'm time, talking about like, a consumer appeal, like that idea of like, well, you've bought the main thing, but also you need to go over here to get like this other part of it. I just feel like the TV shows are less special because they're easy yeah. to get to and they're just sort of right there. You know I mean? I have this latest episode of- um, uh, latest episode of the book of star wars with the cameo <laughs> of Boba fett where it was just like he was drowning in all these references and there was like just by happenstance that i've watched all the clone wars and can see all these things like okay okay 
it was um it was interesting it was like exciting but for the wrong reasons i feel like and they just make you do the leo meme it's like well i know what that is oh i know what that is too I, I don't know. I, we won't spoil anything there, but I don't know if you know what's in that episode. But I don't. Just, I know there's a Naboo Starfighter in last week's one, but I've not. Or maybe the week before, but I've not seen the latest one. There's at least ten significant things more than that <laughs> in this one, and where I'm just you're just drowning. But right. And when I say it's Boba Fett makes a cameo, he's on the screen for like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Flies but, into um, the wall. He's gone again. Yeah, but it's just when you try and widen things out so much, like you can say that oh, the MCU is very popular and does all that. But if they're all contained movies to some respect until you get to some of the bigger ones where now they're now they're having to go up and up and up sort of thing. But like mm-hmm. I just think for games, it's I just think it's and movie and all that sort of thing, like it just it's gonna be harder for them to I don't want to play personally, I don't think many people want to play a game, finish that game and then have part of their story uh mm-hmm. be continued in a show. Mm-hmm. If that I think makes sense. Like, no, I totally. I mean, that's the thing. I wouldn't either, unless it was like and, and some sort of incredibly well told. Like you could. And quantum break didn't work for me either. No, and it's like you'd have to take something that is like like you know at a certain level of uh, world building and lore, so that you have like a thread that you can tease out and then do a whole side story. And then you'd also be questioning why it wasn't in a game anyway. But I just yeah, I think they have this. Or you're starting to see the different bits and pieces come together of what they're doing to combat Game Pass. And obviously they're going to do the Spartacus stuff anyway whenever that comes out. But they're doing all this stuff for PlayStation Studios talking about films, green lighting films and TV shows. And it feels like this wider push to like strengthen what PlayStation feels like, like in a consumer space or an optical space. And then they want to like feed that back into the games. And it's like, if they can get that right, then they're closer to Nintendo where like you have these certain IPs that are just ironclad and huge. And they, you know, it's not like uh, Game Pass is competing or any Xbox character is competing with Nintendo. And I feel like that's what Sony's, they're trying to walk a line down the middle of um, sort of doing these big productions, banking on IPs, banking on characters, banking on feel, and the PlayStation feel. Like Nintendo has a feel around it in a way that Xbox and PlayStation doesn't, although I would say PlayStation is closer. And I'm using lots of nebulous terms, but I just feel in terms of uh, marketing appeal, that feels like the thing that they're going for. And you say, you say that, it's quite funny, because they have the least hold on me than they ever have now. Like, oh, yeah. I, I'm at the point where, like, it's my Mario machine and I'll jump in for Mario sort of thing. And I, oh, really? I, I try to dabble in some other stuff, but like Splatoon. Like, no, no. <laughs> they got like, Zelda um, fine on all cylinders. Just for me, for me, like Zelda, I don't, I, I don't need to be some elf boy running around in a subpar <laughs> open world where it rains all the time. And oh. like, I would love to be, I would love to be Kirby fishing, but I just, yeah. I'm not, I'm not paying their blood money for that. I'm not paying, like, what is it? Oh, God, I, I will. I can't wait. For <laughs> yeah. little, for little kid Whereas, you can go up and down now. Where Maybe. I'll be, I'll be playing like uh, Halo Motor Blend to like 11 last night, swearing at people, being so <laughs> angry that they, they, they keep hammering me in the face mm-hmm. or as <laughs> conging me with those um, explodable barrels, which is, I, <laughs> I, I love getting a go conging. But um, I, I think they all have to take different uh avenues and i feel like they are and i feel like the way microsoft are going xbox it favors me more like the games first i just as someone i i hate to maybe there are millions of people out there like yes i want my sony music involved with my sony films and all that right, sort of thing right. when and i feel that's only really happening because playstation are the biggest part of that company now yeah whereas like microsoft are just like 
they've just get they, they've just like okay son they've gone to fit whoever's in charge of microsoft now they're all right son you can have a bit more pocket money and he's got <laughs> his pocket money and they're just doing their own thing in some gigantic way mm-hmm. and i i just think all the other parts of sony will bring it down like when sony tried to do all their phones and everything like that and their phones all fail their laptops fail their tvs are a lot of way too, stuff yeah their tvs are way too expensive and they branch out too much and i feel like it's gonna expand and contract because they do games brilliantly mm. and uh i think that that's kind of like how it's going to keep continue to go and sort of thing and I, I think there's a reason why so far even with like the halo show right? the halo show is they've said that it's in a different universe it's nothing mm. to do with the games and like how that the resident evil films from the sony made them they're in they're in a different headspace i just don't think we're ever going to get to this world again unless like we get a dead space situation where it's like the transmedia of it all like actually mm-hmm. meshes together and it's planned from day one well it feels like that's there. what they're trying to do but like but like yeah there's a lot of variables in that it's just that they've they've announced all this stuff and they literally jim ryan literally said we have an aggressive roadmap plan for live service content so it's like they do seem to be wanting to have you constantly thinking about playstation all the time you're checking on your dailies you've got your live service stuff you've got your tv shows you've got your movies and you've got this like set of certain ip that are just larger than life that they keep banking on god of war horizon whatever and like i can see that from a marketing perspective i can see a bunch of suits going like yeah that'll be brilliant because then we wouldn't even acknowledge nintendo or xbox or game pass and i feel like yeah. that's what they're going for um but sony are very hubristic and they've like they've massively fallen apart in the past by like huffing their own pumps for too long especially in the ps3 uh, era so i'd be very uh, cautious about that um, and one thing okay oh, i was gonna say i don't trust like i still don't have the trust in a jim ryan i feel like no me neither uh you need i feel like a herman Hulse should be in his position and jim should be in herman's in the sense mm. that like, i don't think money men or money women or money people money humans <laughs> should money lead entirely they should be sort of like the sort of like the the side they should be consulted yeah they should be there after like, as a backup and they've like, i don't spend too much on that sort of thing don't spend mm. five billion on a, on a bungee sort of thing <laughs> Whereas I feel like someone needs to, not because I'm a gamer and we're gamers first. I feel like someone with knowledge and passion of it has to be involved more so. I feel like even though Reggie, I feel like Reggie Fismay was a big money man, but he also in some he knew knew, he knew games and like that. He wouldn't go. "Uh, We are playing the. I am playing the latest uh, Sony video game on the uh, PlayStation Five that has. Dual sense support, and I don't know what Gran Turismo <laughs> One is. My favorite game is whatever we're advertising right now. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that, yeah. Every time that Jim Ryan had to prove himself in those crucial first few months or that first uh, year or so, uh, massively fell down. And like you said, like when he was asked about old games, he was like, "Why would anyone ever want to play that?" And it's like, brilliant, great way to to resonate with people who have been with you for um, twenty five years at this point. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, the Jim Ryan thing is a, is a phenomenal point. I think overall, like, you can feel the creativity coming from Phil Spencer. You can feel him uh, trying to greenlight as many cool Just ideas as possible. That picture of Bungie, right, when they're in that Bungie thing, I, I, I straight away saw Herman and then, like, and day later, I realized Jim was in that picture. It just seemed sort of like <laughs> someone Just on the there. outside, just like, yeah, 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 cool, yeah. It just like there, but yeah. I don't, I don't get his presence. I don't get what he's doing. He's not like a, a cat overseeing. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? He's just overseeing the numerics. That's one of the things with Nintendo. They have such a like. I mean, the thing is, amongst all of this, Nintendo are just on an island somewhere else. Like, I love that when the um, Activision deal was going down, they just put a trailer out for Banjo Kazooie on on the N64 emulator for the Switch. And I was like, I love that that was their reaction. And during this thing, it was like, here's another trailer for Kirby. 
and they're just they're just over there on their own little island because they don't care. But you can feel those two warring ideologies come through with them. Like Nintendo make horrific business decisions um, alongside some of the most cutesy professionalist uh, professional games, like polished games. They put so much time into their games. You never get a really buggy first party Nintendo game because they do devote the, the resources. Um, but it is that back and forth, like you said. It's like you almost need a Hideo Kojima figure in the what would be the Jim Ryan position. Um, and then someone else to rein them in a little bit. They need to, the money men can't lead. I think Herman eventually does take that position. That's my yeah, prediction. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Herman gets there eventually because I, I feel like he's just building more and more trust as it goes. That was one of the and... things with this deal that he was Mr. Killzone and he's the dude that uh, Bungie have to answer to now. Like Bungie yeah. are very much independent, um, but there is a note in the official blog post saying that they will report directly to him and Holst. So it's just this weird, dark, dark irony thing that the guy that made kill the the Halo killer um, is now the guy who's in charge of what Bungie do next. Let um, let Jim yeah. Run go to be CEO of Pringles or whatever, and go and sort some <laughs> money out over there, and then we can and get 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 Jim out and get Herman in. I don't want Jim to lose a job. I want Jim to sort of transition more to saying where Pringle. it's just. Yeah, get some Pringles out there, sell some pizza dishes and some of that. And, <laughs> I don't know, sell Tupperware. So sell products. Like he's he's a product yeah. man. Like yeah, sell product. Um, we should end on one of the. It's not saying the most obvious question, but a potentially hilarious alternate reality. Do you think that at some point in the future, this can be way off in the future, Sony get Bungie to make the new Killzone? No, because I don't <laughs> think Killzone is a good enough franchise that should continue. Me with too. Such I a think Killzone established sucks. developer. Yeah, I would say the only I would say you go to Resistance first because that has a more oh. interesting premise, and mm-hmm. I feel like it, it was it the was it was well. knee capped because it was seen as too similar to The Last of Us, is what's mm-hmm. come out in part recent years. I just feel like there's so much more there in the Resistance brand, even though I like I'm just full disclosure, I never owned one of those games. I only played them on friends' machines because okay. when I was a wee little child. I couldn't afford a PS3 and I'm not buying them now because I'm, I'll am i buy them now and then they'll come out as a new collection. Yeah, they'll do, full, tro- yeah. full trophy support and then I'll be like, oh, I just wasted all this goddamn time. <laughs> You've got to get Resistance Retribution on PS Vita eventually, mate. It's just enough people have got to... Give Sony Bend. They they pitched a Resistance. Like, yeah. just get someone... Get like, I want to see what Bluepoint are on. I don't want to... Like, selfish mm. gamer mode, activate now. Bluepoint, mate, <laughs> get going. Get Resistance Trilogy out there. Come on. Get, yeah, I, don't know what, where I don't know what they're doing. Where what is doing? that? Put get, the Resistance Trilogy out. Put Retribution Jim, out. Buy Konami. You've got to send Herman <laughs> over to Japan You've got and create this Japan alliance that we all keep seeing bumbling around Twitter and in, in conversations. Yeah. Let's get the super alliance over there. I, I don't want Capcom being bought because like, just leave them leave them on their own because we've got to have companies doing their weird stuff right mm-hmm, and i feel mm-hmm. like if you had a square enix make this stuff they'd be riled in as well with some of the things they do get Funnily capcom enough. buy their pachinko machines flog them all to jim let jim take the pachinko division <laughs> of sony and then get herman in there and we go get the pringles machines yeah i think capcom would be the one that would apply the most to the tv movie game split for ironically enough yeah. um that we've sort of laid out but yeah i mean it's, it's a hell of a thing i think we're at a very interesting point uh, as the generation starts to kick off like after you know everyone recovering from it, all the pandemic stuff and all the different games that are finally coming out there's actually new games this month like proper big games that people so will be talking many. about so many um so yeah we'll just uh, we'll keep covering stuff as it breaks for now this has been the world culture gaming podcast i've been your host scott tilford joined i've been roy turner did you know ghostwire tokyo is coming out next month <laughs> i didn't even realize dying light 2 is out tomorrow until i started seeing the review scores for it but yeah we'll wishing all the best mr josh brown and we'll catch you all very soon bye-bye pringles <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.